We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Make sure that you're following Connor on Twitter at uh, Drico Out. That's D R I C O O U T. Um, and you know, with that, Connor, let's just get right into it, man. Like, I mean, this was like a really interesting week. It was uh, fairly low scoring, um, right. but you know, I think today's like big big thing was like the Chargers Ravens game, right? Like, you had uh, it was really sort of like the the hype game, and Justin Herbert sort of fell flat. He uh, Completed right. 23 of 39 passes for 195 yards, a touchdown, and an inch, right? So, like, you know, so what are your expectations here uh, for the Chargers? You know, that just like, you know, they, they were still aggressive. But, you know, where do you think this offense goes, I guess, going forward? Um, so, I think one what the, if, if, if you were trying to take the line that you might be more concerned about the Chargers, the biggest thing at might be the limited, uh, how limited Mike Williams was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I saw he, he didn't really practice all this week ah. they took him out early and yep. it was a knee swelling thing uh, and that is concerning to me that, that that's the concerning part and if he's going to miss a lot of time um, obviously Justin Herbert is still really good yep. uh, they still have good players on that team uh, but I do think uh, from that perspective they probably uh Maybe they have to 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 relook at things and and basically find a new focal point. Um. Yeah, but like it. I said, they still have good players. No, 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 no. You made a really good point about finding a new focal point, right? Like, like Mike Williams, like you said, didn't practice all week. He, you know, played. He he played well until he like suffered this really horrific, like bad injury, like which was right. which looked like it was a routine catch for him. He just never got up. Um, the focal point like, is interesting because, you know, Keenan Allen was highly efficient. He got all five of his five targets, right, for 50 yards. Unfortunately, not, not, not that great. Um, right. And it seemed, like, it seemed like, you know, and, and in his absence, they were making, like, Jalen Guyton get, get, like, targets. You know, Jared Cook had a few. Eckler was kind of becoming the focal point, right? Like, um, it's good to see that the Chargers abandoned the run when they were just getting so badly beaten. But right. Are you a little bit worried about Keenan Allen here and his, you know, just this, um, the fact that he's really more so just like a rich man Jarvis Landry at this point, which kind of is what his game is, but, you know, just 
what are your thoughts on his on his prospects going forward, especially if Williams is out? Um, well, obviously, defenses are going to focus more on mm-hmm. taking him out of the game. Uh, with Mike Williams out, that will be that that will obviously become a, a key point for defenses, which will make things tougher for him. Um, but I t- I think though that um, even though it might not. Uh, be perfect by him probably like probably or as best as we can tell at uh, becoming a focal point ju- just from that alone and uh, just if he if, if he can get a good high target share um i think he's good enough at what at, at what at the things that he does on the field and, and harvard is good enough that um he I, I would think that he would produce going forward. Um, probably not paying off his ADP, though, given how things are going, but still producing well enough, I think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, right? Because, like, I mean, like, like uh, one of the things that we've said here ever since the site's inception is targets are the lifeblood of fantasy scoring, right? And and this, right. like, like, like a, this, this healthy Mike Williams um, really emerging as, like, Matthew Friedman said, like, five years ago he would, has really taken that shine off, right? Like, I mean, last year, Keenan Allen had just most of his games were double-digit targets, right? He mm-hmm. had, like, like ever since Herbert took over in, like, week two, he had, like, only two games or three games that you're seeing that had, were, like, under double digits. And he had, like, some... Actually, he had some, like, 19-target games last year. Um it does like really shrink the pie a little bit of his offense. His offense has been kind of gangbusters, really, really fun to watch. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, hopefully this isn't like a long-term issue with like Mike Williams, but right. I mean, cause just cause he was having this like massive breakout season, but it is, it is kind of astonishing to see Jared cook get seven targets, you know, like he's a really, really good. I mean, yeah, he got seven. He was kind of inefficient with them. Barham only got two. Um, out of curiosity, are there any, is there anybody here that you're going to be looking at, you know, as a pickup or, um, you know, viable stash, or is it just kind of one of those, I, I don't really want to play around here? Um, I mean, you kind of, you, you want to take shots at it, right? Yeah. Because we, we've all seen Justin Herbert. He's great. Like, he's he's really good. And, if there's going to be pieces opening up for other people, uh, like you want to, I, like, I, I don't know if a uh, Parham will be on the waiver wire in every league. It'll probably be yeah. probably, probably one of those things where he's on half. That, that would be something where I'd be interested. Um, cook is probably, uh, rostered in, in more leagues. Yeah. Uh, Josh Parmer, he, uh, yeah, he, he's somebody who could, who could, and then uh, Jalen Guyton, and yeah. it's like it's how, how, it's these are like stabs in the dark, right? Like you, you you don't know, but it's like when you're when you're uh, when you're making these types of t- bet or pickups, you're almost making a bet, and it's like okay, like some of these might be low probability, but maybe maybe you do get a new major piece or or, or, or medium piece in a strong offense. Yeah, I agree entirely. I mean, like, these are like, these are the bets that you do want to be making, right? Like you want, you want wide receivers who can take it to the house, 
playing with a good quarterback, right? Like like you said, Josh Palmer, Jalen Guyton, Donald Barham. Like we've got bye weeks coming up. This was the first week of buys. Like you're gonna need fill-ins. You're gonna need bodies, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, right? Like um, no, I I love that man. Like that's a really good list. Um, so make sure make sure that when you're setting waivers, um, try to get some of those guys in because you do want. I mean, you 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 want a piece of this uh, this offense, right? Like, they, right. They, they, like that's just it. But on the other side of the football, right? You got uh, Devonta Freeman who turned back the clock. He looked really explosive, right? Like he like he rushed nine times for fifty three yards and a touchdown. Um, this is like a fairly big running back by committee situation, as you'd expect Baltimore mm-hmm. to be. Uh, for some odd reason, they've given up on 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 that. Uh, what's his Tyson name? Tyson Williams. Tyson Williams. Yeah, such a shame. I mean. Like, you know, like, what are your thoughts here between Freeman, Latavius Murray? Is Love Bell even, like, on the radar? What are you doing here? Uh, I think he actually scored a touchdown today. He did, yeah. Uh, so it's it's one of those weird things. Um, so I actually, I, I, I wrote this in, in, a, in an article uh, a couple of weeks ago. And the way, the way I kind of see it is that um, the Ravens' backfield, so they, as in terms of, like, rushing the football, they, 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 historically have been efficient yeah. but because they don't target them often and because uh, uh jackson is the main guy in the red zone yep. they, they actually they've been they haven't been that strong for uh for running back score if you just take the entire the, the points of the entire backfield it hasn't been that strong and so then if you're splitting it two three ways uh like it it, it 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 can be you can you can you can get usable weeks like some of those guys will occasionally score touchdowns and uh, some of those guys will occasionally uh average six yards of carry and, and and get some points that way and so if you're building uh rosters the way zero or, or b like that that can be useful uh to kind of hold you over and uh, but i just for me when if, if i took if I want to bring it back to bets again, I don't think there's going to be a guy here where you come up, it's week 17, everything's on your way, and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to start Devontae Freeman or Le'Veon Bell. I, I think they hold you over. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. And I think a lot of the Latavius Mare owners, like, uh, or I guess guys who drafted him and you kind of sucked out a little bit here, should be really thankful, like, at at the fact that it's such, um, it's such I mean, an epic suck out. Oh, just like just like the list of issues that had to go wrong with Baltimore for for him to be fantasy viable is ridiculous. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully both J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards make full recoveries. Right. Um, but I did want to get your thoughts here a little bit on 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 rookie Rashad Bateman, who actually, I mean, he drew six targets today, right? And he caught four of those for twenty nine yards. Didn't really have to do a lot. Because the Ravens right. just sort of won, but like, you know, it's unlikely he's on waivers. But like, if you were looking to trade for him, like, well, how would you go about it, right? Because because like I know I know like you've got some of these like uh, like suggestions in the Bilo article, which honest to God, right. you guys got to go check out. So um, what are your thoughts there? So how would I approach? Uh, yeah, trading for Rashad Bateman potentially, right? Because because so, like this is a nice, fast, happy Baltimore that we've never seen. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I see the, I see the, the value the same way you do. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's like a lot of a lot. Of, it's weird that a lot of things have essentially gone wrong for the Ravens. That yeah. even if they wanted to to run to run to win, and uh, the way they have in the past, like they they they've had so many injuries that they're it just they're just not going to be able to do that. Uh, yeah. And uh, they've they've the volume's been there uh, in in a lot of games, and the efficiency's been there. And uh, so, being if it looks like he's the third target there. Um, yeah. which to me that said that's you can you, you will definitely get very startable weeks i i feel strongly that you will get some good weeks from bateman um i think the problem with trading for uh bateman may be that uh if he's on somebody's roster now um the chances are that they're a ravens fan or there's somebody who uh who is really invested in uh, in in watching for rookies and stuff like that, and so they may see him the same way that you do, um, but it's all it's it is always worth having that discussion, and um, I think the way that I would approach it is a as a kind of like throw-in piece to yep. a bigger trade, yeah. or um, sometimes people like people uh, are amenable to like different types of depth arguments. Hey, uh, I've got this tight end depth, or can I have your depth in in favor of that depth? And uh, yeah. th- those th- those are the the kind of conversations that, in that situation, would have worked for me in the past. Yeah, I think I think that you you hit the nail right on the head. Um, like the way you want to really go about trading for Bateman is in a one for two, where you're giving up one targeting a lower tier guy, but you also want Bateman, right? So you're going to try. And right. I think it makes more sense for teams who are, who really need a, like a jump start, right? Like, like you, you wouldn't be making this type of move if you were like a favorite, but you would be making this move if you were like really in the hole, right? Like if you're one and right. five after today or tomorrow or, you know, two and two and four, but you really need to shake up your roster. That's kind of, those are the kind of moves that you right. have to be making, right? If you uh, drop the Jerry Judy, yeah, uh, he's back though. He's uh, yeah, he he's designated to return, but I yeah. I still think, yeah. I still think that means I think that means they have twenty one days. Yeah, to actually bring him back. And, Correct. But if 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 you've got injuries and, mm-hmm. and you need to fill out your depth, I think that's a great way to approach it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's definitely how I'd be doing. I'd be doing that. Um, speaking of kind of injured players. Uh, Joe, Joe Mixon turned in one heck of a day today, uh, and despite playing through injury, right, he rushed 18 times for 94 yards. He, he caught five of six targets for 59. He also had a receiving touchdown, if I recall correctly, 40 uh, yard bomb. Um, you know, as the Bengals just completely routed the Lions. Uh, are you taking? You know, I mean, P Ryan was was a scratch because of COVID, but are you taking this to mean that you know Mixon is back, fully healthy, ready to go? Or do you think this is more of a matchup where literally you just want to be starting any and all your running backs against the Bengals? They mean against the Lions. Sorry, um, against the Lions. Yeah. Um. So I mean, obviously, uh, it, it's it's hard to know about injury. Um, yeah. I think that it it probably is a big deal that they were just willing to give them that kind of usage. Uh, yeah. They 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 obviously weren't really limiting him, um, 
but I do think playing against the Lions helped. Uh, like, obviously, that's that's just an extremely favorable uh, game script yeah. for uh, a running back like Joe Mixon. And even even before the injury, he was getting swapped out on third downs for Chris yeah. Evans and uh, yeah. P. Ryan. Uh, and so, I mean, obviously, there's less incentive for the, 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 the Bengals to do that in that situation. And then uh, I would suspect that P. Ryan being out helped them there in, in, in terms of volume, too. Uh, like, I, it, it's possible that I'm, I'm biased. Um, just because uh, I I wasn't really that interested in 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 Mixon uh, this season, just because I I I get very I get very skeptic of these like oh he's going to get all the volume, and 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 that's why we should draft him uh, players. Uh, but if they were already if they were already switching him out on third down, once they bring the guy they were switching him out for back, uh, I, I'd expect him to go back to that. No, I'm 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 kind of with you there as a, like quite a bit as well, right? Like so so Mixon, I know that like um he initially opened, I believe, at somewhere in the third. Like you could get him somewhere in the third round, which was a pretty solid like um right. pick. Um it's just it's just as you said, like when you everyone keeps making the same argument, you're kind of double counting a little bit as you go through it. That's where his like draft cost spirals. Uh, there, there are a lot of teams that, you know, kind of chose him in like the first who are not, I mean, they're not looking that great, right? Like, like you said, he's been losing receiving work. He's losing usage as well to Chris Evans and P Ryan. Um, this has right. been, you know, he, ha- he's done well, he's done well, but it's not been like truly world beating, right? Like you can, you can find replacement level either right. in the early rounds of the draft or, or you can actually make replacements via the waiver wire, Right. Um, right. it's, it's been interesting. Um, on the other hand, you know, on the other side of the ball, like the only real note that I have here was about Jamal Williams, who kind of seemed to be dealing with some injuries, but he was all but mothballed, right? Like he had four carries for 11 yards and that, that was kind of it. Like he will also kind of phase out of the receiving game here and, you know, got through the ball 42 times. One, is there any real fantasy value here? Or is it just empty calories? And, you know, two, like, is it now finally wheels up for DeAndre Swift? Um, well, it, I guess it's always nice when the coach says, hey, we're getting, the, we're getting this guy, DeAndre Swift. We're getting him the ball as much as we can. We clearly say, see how good he is. And then I think the previous game, they said that and then they didn't do it. Yeah. And now this game, they actually did it. Um. Like I, I guess it's 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 probably it's, there's probably to some degree is the fact that they were just getting totally blown out. Yeah. Um. Like, I don't I don't think um. Uh, Jamal Williams. I don't think he he's he's just going to be totally done for. Um. But. It, I it, it obviously I think the the Andrew Swift just has just clearly more value. because uh, he, he he's obviously better. And uh, game scripts are, are they are hard to uh, they're hard to predict, uh, especially for for one for one game at a time they're really hard to predict. But given the uh, the talent that the uh, the Lions that they're, they're given this their I guess struggles there relative to the other NFL teams, you can probably you probably 
lean towards them having more games like that than them having games where they're competitive. Yeah, no, it, it really is. It really is interesting. Uh, or I guess sad. I mean, the, like the only good note here is that if you were heavily invested in TJ Hawkinson, uh, he seems to be recovering just fine. Um, the, the Giants, I mean, sorry, the Lions have been playing, you know, shenanigans with the injury reports this entire, like the entire season, man. I mean, Swift's been on it with a groin injury since, since we started. Um, right. It's but, such a football guy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just gonna, like we're gonna trick them with our. Uh, I I I mean, I, I I think I know I know people of similar personalities to Dan Campbell, and yeah. like, like I have a, I just have a soft spot. Just like I I find it hard not to have a soft spot, but it is one of those like such football guy thing. Like yeah, we're gonna trick them with the injury report, and that's how we're gonna win these NFL games. Like. No, nah, I just, I mean, you, you, you got to love it though, right? Like, 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 like there's yeah. something to be said for the fact that, you know, the, the Lions, um, I think they're overachieved to the start of the season. They really kind of surprised, like surprised teams. Um, mm-hmm. But now it just seems like they're like, like teams have enough tape on them to where it's just like, okay, yeah. Like these guys are missing like half of their O-line. They're missing any viable, any good defensive player. Like we're just going right. to do what, like, we're going to do whatever we want. It's not like the Bengals are, the Bengals are good. They're beating expectations in ways we didn't ex- think they would, right? right? Like somehow this like this defensive unit we thought that was bad is good. The offense that we were hoping would be really good is kind of mediocre, right? And yeah, I, I, I actually I wanted to. I have had this in my head for the last few minutes. So I wanted to ask you what what do you make of uh, Joe Burrow and because like it, it, it is frustrating. When mm-hmm. we were when we thought we were getting the uh, the Cowboys of the AFC North, and really we were getting the Cowboys of the AFC North. This is, I think, it's a Zach Taylor issue, right? Like, I think, I think this time Zach Taylor wants to take this like made up, uh, balanced approach, um, like like uh, to 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 winning the football games, right? Like, they, I think he's just decided that this like aggressive pass heavy nature that was like the, the Bengals prior to this was just not winning them games. And if they keep games close, they can win. Right. I, I think that that's really backwards looking um, just because, just because borrow and this receiving core is very good. And Mixon's very, it's a good offense, right? Like you really, like you really should be, should be trying to like lean on the strength of that. Um, right. I, and there's easier ways if, if you were if you were trying to say hey we're trying to protect burrow yeah. there's proven ways that are easier to protect them yeah like you pass more on first downs yep. more motion more play action even if you're not running it just yeah m- hey yeah no, it, no. It just- no you're, you're hitting all the right notes here right like because uh burrow like, i know he also was struggling with like uh, coming back from the acl like he was very hesitant to really run, really take off. But now he kind of is, you know, kind of football just a little bit to give himself some, 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 um, uh, you know, leeway with his legs. But yeah, like just like the lack of pass attempts, I think is really like it really is dragging down guys like Boyd, right? Like you, like 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 Boyd could not risk losing targets to Ozoma, Auden Tate, you know, Chris Evans, um, like any of these other guys who suck up like you know, 18-ish or 20% of the targets, and all of a sudden there's nothing left for him. 
And the only guy there who kind of thrives on like limited volume anyway is Jamar Chase because of where he's targeted and like what his skill set is. Is also kind right. of like really torpedo T Higgins a little bit too, right? Like you really need the Bengals to. Um, uh, it's um, you know you you also need you also need the Bengals to be willing to be pass happy. Like you, you like 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 they need to do a little bit more, and I don't think that they really, even when they lose. The Bengals are still running on first down and second down. They're right. shortening the game even when losing. So I just wanted to get your that thoughts is, uh, there. Do you see that comment from from Michael Dubner? Yeah. So uh, just breaking news here: Michael Dubner um, lets us know that uh, oh, friend of the show, name. Matt Jones's dad, uh, won the Millie Maker today. Matt Jones that is and crazy. his dad. If you guys are listening, could I borrow nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars? <laughs> About nine 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 nine, whatever that is. We just need one percent of it. Just one yeah. percent, well, just for us. Well, well, congratulations to to Matt Jones and Matt Jones's dad in winning the, the the Millie. That's ridiculously. That's the most ridiculous thing that's ever happened on this program, and we've been through quite a bit the last few years. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I did want to get your thoughts a little bit on this uh, on 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 the game script stuff that you mentioned because I did want to talk a little bit about a game that didn't go according to script, which was the Rams Giants. Uh, I mean, the Rams ran roughshod through them, right? Like that's not like that's not even a surprise. What is a surprise is just how bad Daniel Jones looked, right? Like he was uh, cleared by an independent neurologist to come back and play after this awful looking concussion from last week. He completed right. 29 of 51 passes for 242 yards and three interceptions, right? In there, as they just got, like, as they lost 38-11. Like, you know, like, what are your thoughts here? Like, should Daniel Jones have been playing? Like, you know, what do you think is going on? Um, so, 
Um, I actually wrote about Daniel Jones in the, uh, I think I wrote about him in the, the cell after uh, three weeks of the season. Is it? It was two week, two weeks in, mm-hmm. or two weeks in, and then up up until that point, for the first three weeks of the season, he was having basically turnover free football. Yeah, like, I think he tr- he had one or two turnovers, uh, but it was very very low. But if you look at Daniel Jones's uh, career average, he's turnover city. Like yeah. I mean, may, uh, I mean, who who's to say that uh, any any kind of leftover effects from the concussion? Might, I I I don't know from that standpoint. But yeah. if you had told me uh, in uh, in July, hey, in uh, in week six against the Rams, Daniel Jones is going to have three turnovers, I would have said, yeah, no shit. Am I allowed to say that on the show? Yeah, no, you can absolutely. That's totally good. Okay. Um. And um, I, I kind of think that's that that it like, it's it's like you said variance. Like you, you have variance where he had three weeks. He had a three week stretch yeah. where he was scoring. He was going rushing touchdowns. He wasn't turning it over, um, which was giving him more drives. But I, I, it's it's almost like baseball where mm-hmm. you want to look at the career average more so than the last two or three games. Yeah, 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 you're right, because it does feel like he is kind of regressing to, I mean, like, we know, we know who he is, right? Like, right. it's, 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 uh, we've seen a handful of QBs make that major leap, um, and I think everyone's kind of, like, hoping for some kind of Josh Allen-level change out of their, out of their quarterback, but the, the fact of the matter is, Allen was helped quite a bit by the coaching staff, Jake, Joe Judge, and, um, Jason Garrett really haven't proven themselves to be anywhere like they might not be smart enough to outsmart like uh like you know five year olds at this I think at this point right like that <laughs> right. like that's like that's like where I'm at with them because a lot of a lot of what you saw I mean par- partially yes the Giants are hamstrung with a bunch of injuries they're missing Saquon they're missing Kenny Galladay they're missing Darius Slayton they lost Kadarius Tony really early um. Right. They were helped by Sterling Shepard coming back, who, you know, I mean, he did Sterling Shepard things. But when you're turning to Dante Pettis and giving him 11 targets, like, there's something wrong here, right? Like, like there's, like... Yeah, that's a good point. Um, they put a lot of money into their wide receiver core, and it's a real shame that they just... Everyone hasn't been healthy enough to play at the same time. Uh, but even then, to your point, I do think that they, they were trying to do their best to help Daniel Jones... But you're right about his like actual historicals as as far as it comes down to turnovers and even when when they get everyone back, man, it's going to be there's going to be some of these Daniel Jones games. I think the reason this one stings pretty bad is uh, Jones was really popping. I think in all like every optimal like at, like pretty much anything for DFS. So he was like recommended right, as because like, he's low salary right? and he rushes. Yep. Yeah. And it just I mean, Jock Daniel Jones, man. You don't. That's not. That's uh, that's not. I'm I'm not here for that yeah. life. That's not that's not my kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's not how I want to live. Yeah, yeah, I I saw that last week where he was uh, he was popping in and he was just uh, showing up as one of the best values yeah. uh, for DFS. And um and 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 I was like, it's it's Daniel Jones. Like, do you you want to play this guy at this ownership 
given given how how low the floor is, uh, and 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 the, uh, the the Dallas defense have been good too. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny actually. Um, in that game, I actually uh, the, another 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 I guess situation I pointed to as a kind of like a sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I used the Mary Cooper as the example just because yeah. it was the most kind of like slam dunk. Um, before before last week, I had actually put him in in the cell. Yeah. Uh, because if you if you had to run the uh, the Rotoviz pace up at mm-hmm. that point, and you were including week one, mm-hmm. they were still among on on average one of the most pass ha- happiest teams mm-hmm. uh, on average. But if you remove uh, Tampa Bay, and just look at the uh, the three week average. Mm-hmm. They were like they were under fifty percent in situation neutral passing. Now I don't think that's like I don't think that's uh that's that's probably there's probably some statistical noise in it being under fifty percent. Uh but to me, okay, you remove the most obvious uh, pass funnel in the entire NFL. Yeah, and you, you're you're close to fifty percent. That tells you, hey, this is a team that wants to run the football. Like you get the indication, hey, they're going to run the football, um, and then you look, you you uh, just just to why why more specifically Amari Cooper is because if you look at stuff like his uh, his targets per route, mm-hmm. uh, it was really average. Like it wasn't like terrible, That's but it was point. really average. And I was like, okay, if, if the passing volume is coming down. And, and and per route efficiency isn't great and he's just been scoring touchdowns all over the place I'm like okay yeah that, no uh, that's just a slam dunk no that's a really i mean that's a really prescient call if only because today the the patriots really pushed the cowboys um the thing that there was a couple of things that really stood out to me from this game one uh just a lack of just a sheer lack of plays the new england patriots got off um mac jones only had 21 passing attempts they had 27 rushing attempts 27 Um, yeah uh on the other side of the football dak prescott threw the football 51 times and they had 31 yeah and they had 31 rushing attempts um so they just did a really good job of possession of like playing possession football the issue is is kind of like you said amari cooper has been a little bit um average and Everyone had an assumption that this was going to be a very narrow target tree. But if you look at the, the target distribution from today, you had uh, Lamb with 11, Dalton Schultz with six, Ezekiel Elliott with nine, uh, you know, Cedric Wilson with seven. And this is like, again, like, as you, like, you know, we've discussed, you've got to be efficient on it, you know, on those few targets because like, you know, having these other rando guys, like really take those big, big bites out of your passing pie is not good for what we're assuming to be a very narrow tree. Um, yeah, and, and, and common opponent brings this up in the chat, which is Dak with a calf injury on the final play. Not great. Not great at all. No. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts here a little bit on this, you know, very, like, kind of scattered target distribution. Like, you know, just what are your thoughts? Um, so, um, obviously, um this was a game where hey they were actually pushed into throwing it yep um and so the idea 
or the idea of like, okay, they're going to be a Mick McCarty uh, uh, run heavier team. It didn't, it didn't happen today. Uh, so you would hope that when they do get pushed into throwing it, uh, these kind of like uh, wide receivers that we were taking in the second yeah. and uh, third rounds, it's, it's wheels up for them, right? Yep. Uh, but then you see that they're actually getting involved um, uh, all of these kind of like secondary pieces. Uh, it's, it's, it's okay. Your, your, your floor is lower than you thought and your ceiling is lower than you thought. Yeah. Um, it kind of sounds good for, uh, uh, Monko Gallup though. Yeah. Back. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. Cause like you really, uh, um, like, like Cedric Wilson had seven targets today. Like that's sh- like, in a perfect world, you really don't want that to happen, right? Like, <laughs> like, 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 like Noah Brown probably earned some more work today. He caught both of his targets, like both deep shots. He caught, converted. Um, but you know, you like if you're if you're rostering Cooper, if you're rostering Lamb, you really don't want these unwelcome surprises. I mean, like Dalton Schultz has been like a revelation at the tight end position, right? Because he was just hanging out. People took a stab on him, and now they're rewarded with a really good tight end, um, right? But, you know, because if you're anchoring to where we were in terms of ADP and where we expected how the season to, to, to turn out, like from, from a game where Dak threw the ball 51 times, you're kind of carving out like in your head, you're going to be carving out, all right, I'm going to see 17 for Lamb and 15 for Cooper or something like that, right? Right, and, something really high. Yeah, and it's just, it's just uh, I mean, like Zeke with nine. I mean, like that's, I mean, that's that's impressive. And it's also a little bit sad because Tony Pollard really has been doing quite a lot. I wonder... I wonder how much of this uh, – I probably have to go back and pull the stats of this game when they were actually trying to just sort of lead because the Patriots had to do a lot um, with their limited with their limited amount of um, – uh, like, 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 like the Patriots had to deal with um, having to settle for quick strikes because they really didn't have the football. And, and common opponent brings up a good point here that like, we're all really, right. really eager to be back, you know, buying in back on the Cowboys, even though this is a, a McCarthy-led team. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, I, I watched that ESPN special where he seemed to have re- rehabbed about, you know, talking about analytics. And I was like, I think this man might be rehabilitated. And Oh, yeah. And then this 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 season, I was like, oh, they're going to get attacked. It'll be fine. No, no. It's just, we it's can't disaster. have nice things. No, no. This um, is like such a good team, too. I think some of it as well is like, uh, it's just one of those things of confirmation bias is a little yeah. bit as well. Yeah. Uh, like we had the we had this evidence before us from last season of when Dak played, you do the split, uh, yeah. and when when he plays and it's like this happens when Dak plays and then when he doesn't play X Y Z happens, and then we we have this we have this like uh, so called evidence that uh, McCarty is has uh, has done analytics uh, done a, a course in analytics and now and now we're seeing the light. And and we're just all rushing to believe this, uh, and it just it's 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 one of those things that makes you think when when you see the stuff like this, you really do almost have to question everything. Uh, whenever it's, I think we were talking about this before. There's ADP consensus, like you really have. Sometimes you really have to question it. Yep. Uh, even even if it goes along with your own prior beliefs. Like it, it, there is really sometimes a value in going. Why, why, yeah. like, why do I believe this? Why have I immediately jumped to this conclusion? 
on this topic. Uh, it can be it can be kind of tiring, but it does show the value of that. I think. No, I agree with that. It's just, um, I mean, because we know ADP is inefficient, right? Like, like if it wasn't, like, uh, you know, I mean, maybe it's in some alternate universe theoretically efficient if everyone stays healthy, but even then, it's not, right? Like, um, right. but you know, so just, but just to bring it back, like you were saying, is. Yeah, we, you really do need a question, especially in those early, like those early, early picks, because you can't really be burning them. I mean, I'm still really in on both Cooper and Lamb. Um, I just cannot see when a world where you wouldn't be starting them. It is a little disappointing because, like, you know, Lamb right. was the one who just went off today, right? Like, uh, like 11 targets for 149 yards and two TDs. Uh, but you know, Cooper should have been there too, right? Like, he should have had like a bigger game than he did. Um, so it is going to be fun going forward is just it's just a bit of a bummer um i you know it, it is it is uh like, like just a bit of a bummer i guess because like they were trying to really feature zeke and he didn't get as much going he did a really good job i thought but on the patriot side of the ball on just talking about running backs they really damien harris did really well but uh they got Ramondre stevenson pretty involved too um he got a pretty decent receiving role a bunch of deep shots a, a handful of carries what are your thoughts here um, you know, are you still big on, are, are you even a Damien Harris fan out of curiosity? And, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this backfield split, I guess, like going forward, like with Ramondre now mixing in? Um, so I am, I am extremely cost sensitive when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I, I think we talked about this, the, the, sco- the scoring of running backs is is it's it feels like it's going down every year almost uh and then you just have this huge variance as well of like just some coach woke up out of bed in the wrong in the wrong mood and all of yeah. a sudden somebody you've never even heard of getting the carries um yep. and so for me he was just in that range where it was like mm, like especially when there's not a real pass catching upside there. Yeah. And um, I, I was, I, I was just never, that was never a really big target for me. Um, having said that, if, if, if I had a team, which I don't where I drafted them and, uh, um, I would probably, uh, I would probably still be starting him. Um, yeah. just because, um, running max scoring is, um it's 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 low and volatile so you can still get there um, yeah. and then i would honestly um i'd be more excited about ramondre and yeah. stevenson and just because uh he's a rookie yeah and we've seen all this research that shows that rookies they inc- if they they tend to they tend to increase their role throughout the season yep uh and the fact that we have this narrative about Bill Belichick is that he redshirts his, his rookie running backs. He doesn't want to play them. If he if he is playing the guy in uh, in week six, then yeah. I would wonder. Uh, and, and given given that the strength of Ramondre's uh, 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 college prospect profile, it, it, it just I, I it, it could be one of those things where like everything is just too easy to click in my head and I'm biased in this way, but I would think that he, his role would only increase as the season goes forward. 
No, I agree with you. And it's only, it's interesting and it's, I guess it's sad, right? Because you go back into James White and he out for the season, right? And then, and then they put in uh, JJ Taylor and Brandon Bolden, who are both, who were both sidelined in this game where they were down big, right? And it's interesting the fact that they were down big, that they turned to Ramondre for these big plays while still trying to control the football with Damian Harris. We can live with a two-way split in this backfield. I think, I think we can live with that, right? Right. We can't. Enough, we, you're saying? There's enough, uh, there's enough high, value, high value stuff going around. Uh, yeah. you can, I, can, I can see them using running backs in, in, on the goal line. I can see, I can see targets. So th- th- there's enough there for startable production to come from two guys. Hard agree. And, and if, if all this means is that the team will eventually make sure that Ramondre sort of becomes their pseudo James White for the rest of the season, we know when to start him. Like we, we, have, we have the blueprint and this is viable, especially now that we're going to be seeing more teams on by. You're going to have more injuries that are piling up. Um, you know, uh, so it, it, he is someone who you should check your waiver wires for if, you know, depending on, uh, on your league. I will say, you know, given, given injuries, Antonio Gibson was, was dealing with a bunch of them. He was in and out of the game today. And that really led, like, allowed for J.D. McKissick to really have kind of a big game. And he did a lot of it through the air. Uh, right, he had eight rushes for forty-five yards. That's not that's fine, but he had eight catches for sixty-five yards. Um, you know, like Gibson's been kind of playing through this like um, fractured shin. You know, so what are your thoughts on what does Washington do? I guess with Gibson here because it's uh, not he was like he took quite a like they, they had him out in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, historical um, anomalies yeah, nails yeah, it yeah. there. They, and and the coach said after the game, um. Um, did, did you want to address the comment? No, 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 no. I was just saying that he, uh, like, uh, historical anomalies does make a good point, just sort of like about Harris limping off because there is contingent value in, in, in him, right? So, but like, I'm just talking about like Washington and their contingent value on with McKissick and, uh, I guess Jared Patterson, right? Like, what are right. your thoughts there? Because so, they, they might, they, they might really need Gibson to take some time or take some time off. Um, so I'm obviously, I'm not a doctor. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I've been I've been reading different. Uh, I can't I, I don't quite remember the, the names, but I've been reading and, and listening to different uh, medical opinions on it. Uh, just as just a normal thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and from what it sounds like, um, with a stress a stress factor frac- fracture, is that it's a pain management thing that gets worse over time. Uh and so if he if he's happened to come out of games now and the coach is like, Oh yeah, we'll see we'll see how he is in the morning. Um that has, uh, personally speaking, I'm very concerned there uh for, for Gibson. Um in terms of McKissick, um I mean obviously he, he's 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 been efficient with any yeah. passing volume that he's gotten. Uh, and and I think that to me that inc- that, that includes last year as well. Um, yep. But um, I think that he's probably he's probably not going to get any kind of grinder type touches. Uh, yeah. It's pro- it's probably hard to see him uh, getting other than kind of fluke kind of stuff that happened in week two. I think he's probably yeah. not getting a lot of real red zone carry stuff but you can probably still get targets there you can probably get it like a third down 
Yeah. Um, red zone target. Um, but I I'd I'd be I'd be worried about uh, Gibson for sure. And uh, yeah. I think you, you make a good point uh, with Jared Patterson. Uh, that that's someone that um I know I I, I heard a lot on uh, stealing uh stealing bananas that yeah. he was somebody who okay, this guy is really, really good. We have no idea if he's gonna see the field at all, yeah. but he's really good. Uh and so if they do start to spill him in and uh, and that thesis is correct, you you would expect this young fresh guy to uh to essentially earn a bigger role and and and, and give Gibson the time to I guess rest his body and uh, eventually get back on the field. Yeah, it's just it's just been like a bit of a uh, a bit of a well, not just a bit. It's been a massive bummer, right? Like for Washington, they lost for Fitzpatrick at the start. Uh, the yeah. season has not gone the way they've expected it to do. Um, Jared Patterson, I did think he had just a one carry, but he was a superstar in preseason. Um, like, and th- this, the sad part is Gibson just sort of had to miss the entire fourth quarter. Like he just was helmetless in a game that, you know, Washington kind of, well, they, I mean, after, after Casey just like piled up the misery, they might as well like not, but they start running back in. But the issue is, um, I think Washington does need to make a decision what it's doing because, because right. uh, like, do you risk the future health of, you know, ostensibly one of your, like a, the one of the better young running backs in the league to right. try and, yeah, exactly. To climb out of this, like, you know, this hole that you're in, um, you know, and I, you know, like, and I'm, and I'm kind of, I just kind of think that they shouldn't. Right. So I guess, to that end, like you like make sure you're rostering Jared Patterson because you just, I mean, you don't know, right? Like we, we don't right. know. McKissick is going to be rostered, but but you want to make sure that you have that contingent value. I mean, like McKissick saw 10 targets today. Like that's wide receiver usage. And Heineke, yeah. Heineke just does, he checks down a lot, right? Like he's not, he's not particularly, he wasn't great today. Like he averaged And, like and their receiving options are not strong either, right? No. Like, and, they and, yeah they they have McLaren yeah um they have some guys who play wide receiver yeah um they have a dude who who plays a lot of tight end and he and he's whatever whatever the name for me it's kind of like whoever whatever the name is on that tight end yeah they are gonna have the one guy out there but yep. it's RSG. not like there's there's just going to be these people commanding targets yeah uh, which is obviously a big strength it, it's something strongly in favor of McKissick. Yeah, um, I mean, McLaurin's also been dealing with an injury, and who knows what Logan Thomas looks like when he comes back. It's just there, there are targets here. Like this team is trying, but like uh, it is, it is just a shame because I really was hoping, hoping that uh, Gibson right. was going to take that next step this week. And another backup fill, in, like truly fill in, like rookie running back today was uh, Khalil Herbert, who rushed uh, 19 times for 97 yards and one touchdown. Right, this and, is your boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I, I really liked his, like, I really liked his prospect profile coming out. I just thought he was really buried, right? Like, kind of like the whole argument against Patterson. You had, um, uh, you know, David Montgomery, and then you had Damian Williams. Like, these are not bad running backs. Like, right. like where was Khalil Herbert going to even see the field? Like, he was another preseason superstar, in my opinion. But they, they they gave him some opportunity, and he was off. Did you did you see that game by any chance? Um, I saw some. I saw some of his carries. I know that uh, I know that he was like three yards from a hundred yards. Yeah, on yeah, like very 18 close. Carries or something. Yeah, um, he got a touchdown. 
he had a, he had a nice game, um, especially considering um, the Bears did not put up that many points. Um, it's 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 nice when you can get a, a good points from a, especially from a running back when the team yeah. doesn't score that well. No. Today was like Robinson's best game of the season too, and it's a really pedestrian like four catches for fifty three yards type of line, right? Like it's just it's not been yeah. like I, like um, this kind of reminds me, and I, I hate I hate to say this, but like it's from like the I think you should leave sketch where 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 he's like hang like the uh, the main characters hanging around the hot dog saying you know like 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 what happened to the Chicago Bears offense? Like we're all trying to find the guy who did this. That's Matt Nagy right now. <laughs> Like he's like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna look into what's happening here, and it's like, well, well, well we, we who's like who's we like, right? Um, it you know, it, it, it reminds me of um, last season. Um, I I think it was Nick Foles who said in a yeah. press conference, "Hey, uh, the coach keeps calling plays that I know the line can't block for and won't let me check out of them." Yep, and then sounds right. And it's one of the and he's one of those coaches like, oh yeah, I think the play calling was correct. We we just have to execute better. It's like oh, it does it doesn't work like that. Like, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, like the Packers have been trouncing the Bears, and this is a pretty big rivalry. And like the Bears fans are pretty excited for like Fields. And I mean, like on paper, this looked like a pretty good team, right? Like the issue is. Um, just their uninspired play calling, like he's making life difficult on his own playmakers, right? Like it's almost, yeah. Like it's, just, it's a shame, uh, really. Um, I, I mean, I just wanted to get your thoughts, like here on, on Allen Robinson. Like, like, what are you doing? Like, are you? Like, I think I had to actually bench him in a league. I think I had him benched in a league, and then the guy I had him benched for was like a last second scratch, so I had to put him in. <laughs> like, that's that's my life. I mean, these days. you don't want to be starting them, right? Yeah. Um like um but you did you, you know you're taking him. If you look sorry? No, oh, no, cuz you, but you took him so early. Like what are you going to do? Yeah. It's just it's it's kind of like um the reason why you draft so many wide receivers is cuz you know some of them aren't going to work out. And you hope that I suppose you hope that the other wide receivers that you drafted are better. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, like, I I wouldn't be dropping him, um, because like, yeah, obviously he's still like he's still Allen Robinson, yeah, he's still the guy who is just this target machine or yeah. has been the target machine, been very efficient with them, um, and you know, it's it's also I guess it's one of those things where like the problems now are the short term situations, right? Yep, and. That's if if you're to pick the thing that we can predict the least in the NFL, it's yep. that. Yep. Like, um, not not that I ever want somebody to lose. I I don't root for people. I try not to root for people to lose their jobs. Yeah. Um, but the way the season is going, um, it could be, it could it could be. It's not beyond the realm of possibility that uh, Nike gets he gets uh, canned. And yeah. whoever they bring in to replace them does a better job. Yeah, or even just a caretaker job, right? Like I think Nagy is currently on the books. Like I can't pull pull it up right now. My VPM will not me. Is that he is um, kind of the favorite to be the first one out, 
Um, and he wasn't right. preseason, right? Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, Gruden's out, but that's a whole different story that we're not going to touch here. Um, right. I did want to get your... Think that, mm-hmm. I do think that I, I saw um, a kind of a snippet on NFL.com um, this morning before the game, and it was like the new guy that they have in, he's a, he's a quote-unquote caretaker, but mm-hmm. he's already he's he's made changes that the that the players absolutely love. Uh, they used to do way more practices on the artificial turf, which is really um, yeah. it's it's bad for your for your uh, your joints. And they've been doing it more on uh, on grass. And um, the players were big fans of that. He's uh, he's apparently he's he he gave uh, their car a bigger say in the offense. Um, he let some like he's at some veto plays, uh, t- just things that were like are just super like you hear about it, and you're like, how how are they not doing that already? Yeah, and uh... and, and how many how many things could there? And I'm not using that to like bring up the situation, but how many things are going on like that right now at Nagy that some minimally competent person was like obviously this this is doesn't make any sense why don't we call more than three runs a game for one of the fastest quarterbacks in the league like yeah hey man you got i mean honestly that's like you i mean you got me right like like uh and i think blair and i have been on this for like years now uh this was following the double doink we had like a bunch of guests on and like that, like that summer after the double doing, like I think every, like there was like every fifth or sixth story was coming out of like Chicago Bears offseason camp where like the players are like, okay, we do, we train, but before we go out for like our offseason voluntary workouts, we have to watch the damn double doing. We end every practice with three kickers vying for one kicking spot, trying to make a field goal from the double doing. Like, it's like, it's like they never move past that. And that's right. like really like, and that went from like, like, like that offense that Nagy had like this, like free flowing, like allowing Mr. Biscuit to make plays with his legs. Like you think that that will work with Justin Fields, right? Like a guy who's by, you know, by like every metric fairly successful right. at football, but we just haven't seen it unfortunately in the NFL because like, like you said, like, it's just, it's just, there's no like you're not giving him the act opportunity to do anything on RPOs. You're not making his life easier. You're like right. making him ha- take these really low probability, like low probability of completion throws right. to the outside hash. Every, like what is going on? Every drive is just a ridiculous parlay of sets of plays, basically. Yeah, like just very, very, very difficult. Like, and it's just it, it is, and it's and the thing is, is like I'm not willing to like come out and say, oh, Justin Fields is bad because. He would not be bad at with the kind of success know. that he's had. Like it's very difficult right. for me to write off someone with that level of success with his known track record of accuracy and completion percentages, like just who he has been over college. It's difficult to right. it's difficult to like undo all that work. Like this team right. could have you know like and and, they, and like and it's and it's hard to say that like the talent level is lower at the Bears than it was at college. It's just I don't know. I'm just not willing to accept this. Um, um, you know, but just wanted to wrap this up with getting your thoughts on another quarterback who people were really, really high on, and he's kind of not been that great of late. Was uh, 
Sam Darnold, I mean, man, today he looked bad, like like Jets level, like not even Jets. Like he was, looked just really bad. Completed 17 of 41 passes, 207 yards, one TD, and like a pick. Uh, I'm surprised his game even went into overtime. What are you doing with this guy? Like, 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 is he like he went from being like primo, you know, premium streamer to to Sam Darnold that no one wants? Um, the one thing I, I, I was thinking about this earlier in that, uh, if I so I, I, I had been, um, leaning towards sell on let's say Daniel Jones, yeah, um, because I used that historical, uh, average argument. Uh, and I ask myself, why did I never think of that same argument for Sam Darnold? Because it's 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 literally true. He was getting he was mm. getting rushing touchdowns, and he was just well below his career average in uh, turnovers. And but the story I told myself was, oh, that was just Adam Gase. Uh, he's with this yeah. new coaching staff now with more talent, and 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 that's why things are better. Yeah. Um, I think that. Uh, Obviously, the floor is just going to be so low uh, with Darnold. Um, for me, um, it it kind of depends. It, it kind of depends on on who I in on who who I have. Um, he probably becomes just much more of a matchup streamer, um, mm-hmm. because they were giving him these carries on the goal line, and mm-hmm. I have to imagine they're still going to give this quarterback carries on the goal line. Yeah. And uh, he still plays with DJ Moore. Um hopefully I guess CMC is now on IR, which yeah. doesn't help at all. Um I think that uh Roby uh Anderson has just been really inefficient. Dude he's been um, bad. He's been bad. Like really bad. Like he had eleven targets I, today, I, I caught three. That. That's the that's that's the thing that perplexes me the most, and it's just how 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 sustained the the badness has been. Because yeah, he he he's been a good player in the other seasons of his career, uh, and he's just getting this great usage. And uh, we were talking about this before. He was uh, he was almost the first. Well, I don't know the first player since like 1992 to get seven targets and no yards. <laughs> almost yep. except except for like the last two the last drive of the game or something like that it just um like yeah it's, it's, it's been a shame like it's been like disappointing because he's um he just hasn't come on and he was and he's i mean we know he's really good like, that, like that's the thing that's killing me is that he's really good he was making like i know maybe it's a lot of it has to do with where he's being targeted but even then right like catching only like three of 11 for 11 yards like that's yeah, like that's like that's kind of being targeted around the line of scrimmage and then not making it fat like fast. Like I, I didn't watch this game. Like I'll be I'll be like honest. I didn't watch this game. It's just it just and then so I'm curious to see what his route data really looks like because um, there's no reason he should be less productive than right. than guys like Alex Erickson. Like there's like I didn't even know Alex Erickson was still in the league until I like pulled up the box score for this game. Right. The problem, I think, the problem, uh, the problem for Roby, is that the reason this usage has opened up is because of the uh, the CMC injury. Yeah, uh, he's not getting he's not getting these targets if CMC is on the field. No, uh, and so you're hoping that with this stretch of games where CMC is is out, 
and he's getting the volume that he he's he's going to produce for you, but he hasn't. Um, like it's and it's like you said, he's still a really good player, and and so you still you still want to have a little bit of patience with him through this volume, but you you start to wonder like okay, like at what point did the coaches say hey? We're targeting this guy like eleven times. He's not doing anything with it, and and we need to to get somebody else involved. Um, and then I guess finger, I, I guess fingers crossed for CMC that he comes back from a, after two weeks, and then his uh, his volume craters again. Um, yeah, um, I will say I yeah that's right. Common opponent brings this up. This is this is the guy who I wanted to bring up right because. Like Robbie's been bad, like but Terrace Marshall is completely nowhere to be seen. He had like two targets today, and he caught one of them for nine yards, and that was it, right? Like two targets is the same as Ian Thomas. It's the same. It's like less than Brandon Zestra. Right. Like, like like that's kind of the concern. Um, just a little bit about just to back up, just a little bit on CMC is the the coaching staff really is t- t- changing its tune a little bit. Like they're like. I think this hamstring pull is pretty serious, like really, really serious. Like I remember how quickly he was ruled out and they've been talking a lot about like reducing his workload, like really taking it light on him. Um, like they think Chuba is totally fine. So he should probably mix in a lot in the early downs. Uh, Chuba is not seeing enough, like any usage, at, frankly, like relative to CMC in the receiving game, but no running back does. But you know, like, I, I don't know how big of a buy there will be for CMC, especially if the, if the Panthers start trailing. But, you know, like, out of curiosity, like, but, like, just to get back into Terrace Marshall here, like, what like what do we do here with, with, with Marshall? Like, I mean, it's been a real bummer, like, for Robbie to, like, hog these targets and do nothing, but then, then also for Marshall to, like, also do nothing. Right. Um, so, I mean... For me, the thing is, you still have to be a little bit patient because yeah. he is still a rookie. Uh, it's game six. Yeah. Uh, like, and I mean, the, the, to me, that kind of goes two ways as well. Like, maybe, maybe he's not um, the he's not developed enough to get that trust, or maybe he's not maybe he's he's not good enough at the things that don't score fantasy points. Like, you, you, you really you don't know why the reason is um but i i i uh, when i've talked to uh, people who um lean towards uh, i guess more running back heavy uh drafting styles particularly in dynasty what they tell me is that um the cheat for them is that wait we 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 as the zero rb people will draft the their other wide receivers early and then inevitably they'll have this low point in their rookie year and then they'll, they'll kick the tires, get, get them cheap. Yeah. And uh, that, that, that's how they, that's how they and get, try to get wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's because it's a, t- it is a thing like yep. rookie wide receivers early in the season. And even to mid season, even uh, they, 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 sometimes it, it doesn't happen by that point. Yeah. Yeah, um, and we do see people, you know, players take a, t- take a bit of a step forward. It is, I would like to see a little bit more usage. Like, I really am hoping that, like, the Panthers should sort of go back to the drawing board. Like, I think they must be feeling the sting on this one because they, they probably feel like they should have won. Um, right. So I'm hoping they come up with, with a good 
a good new game plan. I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that we see a little bit more Terrace Marshall here. Um, so last player I did want to get your thoughts on here. Uh, he's on the sheet, unfortunately, so it's a bit of a surprise for you. Is about kind of about Kareem Hunt, right? So he injured his calf today, uh, and he's going to be undergoing this MRI, right? Like this is, if you're watching it live, it was just like, like he had to be carted off. And um, like, you know, like the initial like fear was like, maybe is it an ACLs and Achilles, right? Like um, he was ruled out like kind of immediately. Uh, you right, know, he was carted off. Yeah, he was carted off. Yeah, exactly. He, it looked like an, it just looked like he's like tore, tore his Achilles, which would have been not great. There's these like Demetric Felton and Ernest Johnson as like the next two guys up. And frankly, I don't know if Chubb's going to play this week. Either right, of these guys make spots. Like, right. Yeah, like do either like Felton or Ernest Johnson, like, are they interest you? Are you more interested in like the receiving game? You know, um, what are you doing with the, with the, with the Browns? So, um, it's it's one of those situations where you want to kick the tires again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably personally, uh, I would be at this point, I'd be a bit more interested in um, in Dennis Johnson, yeah. uh, and that's not normally what I would say, and and uh, I think I think that because. He has gotten he, he's gotten this track record of uh, of of getting carries and, and being efficient with them, and mm-hmm. that's obviously what the Browns would like to do with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it also comes into a, a little bit in that uh, analytically, and, and it's not quite true, but there's some truth in it. Is that running backs don't matter? So yeah. like this guy just because on almost just because he has fresh legs. He's got a strong offensive line on on a run heavier team that gives him value. Um, yeah. Felton, yeah. I, I I'm 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 interested in Felton too, um, just because he he does have that kind of like electric ability. Um, I think uh, the upside case for him is that he becomes more of a hybrid. They've been yeah. using him as this just kind of like slot guy. Get, wheeling him out for like I don't know like ten snaps a game, yeah. Giving him two targets, um. It's like a slasher. This is slasher running back, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they, they just they, they just haven't they didn't give him that many carries, uh, and so you do you need like it's it's if if he was going to be a slot receiver that that played like I don't know like every, ran all these routes was getting all these targets and you could just play him at running back, like happy like that that's a that's a perfect situation because you can you, you then are able to take a high scoring position player and put them in a low scoring position player yeah um but they've just i guess the usage there even though there has been like kind of vacuum of opportunity it, it's just been too limited and too gadgety uh yeah no i i'm kind of with you there yeah and and, and common more Common, common opponent brings up a good point that Baker re-injured his shoulder today and you might just want to roster both. Um, right, for sure. Uh, I, I was actually going to say, like, the guy who I am kind of, like, very intrigued by is is uh, DPJ, uh, who's looking like everyone, um, you know, who everyone was hoping OBJ would look like, right? Ha-ha, terrible joke, sorry. Um, you know, he caught four of his five targets for 101 yards and two TDs today. Like, um, 
he really should be rostered. But like, what are your thoughts on on anybody else? Right? Like, are you interested in Higgins or any of the other like auxiliary guys, or do you think like DPJ has really earned this like big role increase? Um, it's. I mean, it's it's hard to know. Uh, yeah, I do know that. Uh, like, I think even in week one, his his root level was quite high. Uh, so he was already out on the field just for the first couple of weeks. He wasn't yeah. earning targets. Um, and now he is. And, and, and a lot of the ways that he's converting those targets is just being a good jump ball guy. Um, so I, he's definitely, he's definitely worth adding uh, if he's, if he's on the waiver wire, especially with the, uh, the injuries that the, uh, that the Browns have. Um, and I guess you, you kind of hope, that um because of that baker just has to lob it up to him and just hope that he makes a play on it yeah yeah i i know and it's just one of those things i mean like uh you know like the the, i think the issue with baker though is like the surgery like the the shoulder stuff is like common opponent mentioned that it won't get better without the surgery like like baker's is playing through through some pain this season you know like kudos to him because uh like i know i just like I man I have a toothache right. and like my day is done right like I have no idea how he's playing to like a major like shoulder injury um yeah but uh Connor you know that would probably just do it for you know this edition of the fantasy football report and, and you know special special thanks to our guest here Connor Driscoll we probably have to get him back when Blair's uh, when Blair's on and make sure you're following him at Rico out at D-R-I-C-O out um, you know, please remember to rate and review. But before we're out of here, Connor, where else, where else can the people find you outside of Twitter and uh, doing the Bylaw Report? Anything else in the pipes? Uh, not right now, no. Um, I'm, uh, I'm just just a, a humble, lowly uh, of his new writer. Um, I will say, so because Connor is not going to doubt this himself, so I will do it for him. Connor is among one of our, you know, a lot of the new the, the new talent here, Rotoviz, has been great. You should be reading his bylaw report if you are not. Um, he has a very ambitious, hopeful offseason project that he'll be uh, undergoing um, so sometime next offseason. So be on the lookout for that. But, you know, just rate and review uh, the Rotoviz radio channel on Apple Podcasts. Uh, for Bland Andrews, I'm Asan Rahim. Uh, thank you for listening.